Oh my God. And I know I say that about every interview, but this interview with Andres Bernal, oh my God, unbelievable. We just finished up his um, podcast interview. And when I tell you this young man inspired me, him, his wife, their team is amazing. Um, he was sharing how he just started uh, five years and three months, but who's counting, right? And he shared how he started uh, in real estate investing, very scared, very nervous, but he still did it. And he has diversified his portfolio. He's done it pretty much all and he's only 32 years old. So if you are um, looking for inspiration and seeing someone that um, was not even um, born here, okay? He's only been in the United States for 10 years and all the things he has been able to accomplish in such a short period of time with limited resources, um, I think he's gonna eliminate all your excuses and also is gonna inspire the bejesus out of you because he's really passionate about teaching others. And also he was very forthright about the things that went right, the things um, that didn't go so well and how he's doing today. So um, I know you're gonna enjoy this interview. Make sure that you follow him on social media because his content is fire and um, it's really good too. So. Uh, make sure that you don't miss it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of our episodes. So go watch right now. Okay, Andres, let's get right into this. And please tell your audience a little bit about who you are. Hi, so uh, my name is Andres Bernal. I'm from originally from Dominican Republic, came to the States about 10 years ago. Uh, and uh, I'm a real estate investor here in Connecticut. I also own a tennis instruction business as well. And I'm very excited about this conversation. That is so awesome. Well, of course, I'm biased because I'm also Dominican, which is so I didn't I mean, I knew at the time, but it, it's so nice when you can meet people from your from your from your country. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm so proud of all the things that you're doing. When I saw what you were doing on the rookie uh, Facebook group, I was like, oh my God, I need to reach out to this guy. And I saw you with your beautiful wife. So thank you so much for making the time to be with us today. So let's just go right into it. So you haven't been in the States for a very long time. How on earth did you start real estate investing? How? What was the first step? What, what was the catalyst? Yeah, so I lived in, you know, I was renting uh, until 2014 and my landlord said you gotta move because we're selling the house and I'm like okay then uh, you know uh, since then I'm like I I met a realtor I says what what about if you just buy a condo just a small condo you know mm -hmm. and then I bought a small condo and then two years after there I'm like you know what I'm gonna get a little a little burnout for my job so I literally Google what how can I retire earlier? And I thought about, you know, my my past from Dominican Republic, my godfather, he's a builder over there, he's making a lot of money and I'll make something about real estate that doesn't offer in stock. So um a lot of my decision was also because of the leverage, you know, the bank is giving you majority of the money. Uh and the entry level, believe it or not, the stocks, you know, you can buy a stock with whatever money, but you can buy a, like a tangible real asset um, leverage for the bank. So that started in 2016. I did an FHA loan yeah. uh, with a triplex and I was scared. Uh, like a lot of people here will hear. Um, I was very scared, but at the same time, I knew that the worst that could happen, I was going to pay a couple hundred in rent, right? Quote unquote. So I rented, I live in the third unit. It was a small studio. And then I, the two, for, the first and second floor was already um, okay, rented out. Yeah. And, and my journey started there, I will say. Wow. That's amazing. So how do you know about the FHA loan? Do you know about that program or did your realtor, realtor tell you about it? Uh, so she told me when I bought my first condo, she told me uh, about it before. Okay. But then she's, you know, when I discussed with the mortgage broker, uh, the FHA at the beginning was not feasible because 
you have to pay a PMI, which is a private mortgage insurance. Right. And that for a lot of, when I put that in my calculation is I'd rather put a 5% down uh, because it's a small condo, it was like a 90,000 condo. Uh, but then when I went to the triplex, it was a 210. <laughs> right. So, so then, so yeah, so I needed more money. And I literally, um, well, a lot of people don't know, I don't think I ever said this before, but what a lot of people don't know is I didn't have the money I have the money for the for the down payment, but I didn't have the money for the closing cost. Wow. So, so what happened was that the house appraised. Thank God they appraised for a little bit more. So we kind of um, yeah the seller the seller put some closing cost, and then but I needed like four or five thousand and I had a and I didn't have it. So I asked for uh, my aunt. <laughs> And then my aunt gave me that, you know, the rest of it. So um, it, it worked out. And I was I bought the property with $2,000, which I don't recommend you buying a property with no uh, cash reserves. Uh, if you're going to do that, you should have some kind of like credit, like a credit card that you know you can access that money. But I even still, I don't recommend that. That is amazing. So you already have a condo. You're going for a triplex. You say you were scared but you were not so scared that you stopped, right? So what was that thing of, I'm scared, but I'm gonna do it anyway? Uh, so I think like I educated myself. I, I went to a course that I spent a lot of money that I shouldn't do, but mm -hmm. I did it anyways. And I think that helped me to get confidence, but I think um, I'm a, I'm a kind of person that, you know, being from Dominican Republic, my dad always says, what's the worst that could happen? Right. And the worst that could happen was, you know, I, will have, I was going to pay a couple hundred a month. And a lot of people don't get into the game because the worst that could happen is for them is they buy a duplex. For example, a lot of people, a lot of my students buy a duplex. They say, Andres, but it doesn't cash flow. And I'm like, it does. It's just you don't see it as a in your spreadsheets. But when you do the math, you were paying three hundred thousand rent instead of fifteen hundred. Right. So you're cash flowing twelve hundred. You right. just don't see it, you know. Right. So a lot of a lot of people see it like that. But I I think I saw it like that, and and I said it like I'm working way too many hours. I I bet a lot of people here are working five, 50, 60 hours. You pay a tremendous amount of taxes in this country, so why why not just invest? And I think once I saw, I bought my triplex, and once I saw that it was, I was saving, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred in rent, and then I was collecting rent, and for me it was a game changer. I think, yeah. That's amazing, but I just think about because you know I can see how going for a triplex you had the down payment, which is nice. For FHA is between three and three and a half, three and a half percent, so that makes it doable. But then you also, many people don't know, you have, you have to have closing cost money. And I right. love how you didn't have it, but you're like, okay, let's just see what happens. That yeah, is figure it out, yeah. Right, and the thing is, it's almost like when you decide to go somewhere and maybe you only have enough money to get there, but you don't have enough money to come back, you're gonna have to figure it out. And I think that's what happened for you. You're like, I'm gonna start buying this triplex and let's see what happens. And then it worked out. Right, right. And a lot of people, a lot of, you know, your listeners, uh, especially if they're like new investors, they say like, you know, what if, let's say, the way that I calculate risk is, again, what's the worst that could happen? If I have, do I have the cash reserves? Do I have the credit for that? And like, am I able to pay? Am I have a job to pay for that credit, whether it's uh, in a year or six months? Yes. Okay. So what are you waiting for? And, and to, uh, to be honest, I believe that three and a half percent down, that's only in this country. A, a lot of people don't know that, but um, it's very rare when you only have to put three and a half percent down. That for me is free money. If I could do that every year, I would trust me. Right, right. And now you you can do it every year, right? You live in the property for a year. You have to make sure that it appraises, uh, refinance, and then do it again. I mean, lots of people do you it. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, 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 Powerful. you can. So And also, a lot of people don't know also, Catherine, that 
if you, let's say, what I believe is if you're, let's say you're married, you can get an FHA with your, by yourself, then you can, your partner, your spouse can get another FHA. So right. that is powerful there. So that, that will accelerate their, their journey uh, faster because they have they have two FHAs going at the same time. It's just like the opportunities are endless. If you get if you let go of this is new, this is scary. Life is scary. Like getting up every morning, we don't know what's gonna happen, but we can choose. You know, we can live scared and see what happens, so we can just be safe and then not have the things that we wanna have. So okay, so you bought the triplex and you were living in the smaller unit, which I love. That's what I would recommend everyone do. Like you don't live in the nicer one, you get the crappiest one and you rent the other one. Oh my god! Yes. So how much were you saving by living there, or did you still have the condo? So I had the condo, and that was cash flowing around two hundred per month. Okay. Um, but it was very steady since the condo was kind of new. I fixed it up. I don't. I didn't have any capital expenditures or vacancy because the tenant was living there for four. He lived there for four years. Nice. Um, so I was 200, and then my the two floors combined of my three family was bringing around 2100, 2100, and my mortgage was like 1670. Uh, it was like 1600, 1700. Plus the utilities, it was, I was like literally cash flowing like a hundred a month. Right. By living, living so, rent free though. Right. Right. And I did most of my renovations and fixed, which we can talk about that later on. My journey has been crazy with the renovations that I've done literally every single strategy in real estate I've ever possible. So, um, and that's something that I, I recommend people to do at the beginning, but not like in the middle of the of the of the of the journey so so yeah i it, it, it was cash flowing and and i didn't have any vacancy right so, so that that is goals that is goals right there you're living for free it's paying for itself and even though it doesn't look like a lot of money that mortgage balance is going down and and they're paying that mortgage for you which is like it's, it's, you, they're paying you to live there which is awesome yeah, that's amazing. I gotta tell you a story. So the condo, I, I bought it for ninety thousand. I put five percent down, which is what it was. You know, four thousand five hundred, whatever. And by the time that I sold it four years ago, four years later, I got a check for like, um, it was like thirteen, fourteen thousand. Wow! In four years. Four years. Four. So. I, I got cash flow, so I made let's say two hundred dollars, uh, which is you know twenty four hundred per year, right? Times four, right? Times the when I sold it, and I didn't pay capital gains because I lived there for two years. Beautiful. So, and then I remember like this is this is awesome. So, <laughs> I actually um, I bought my next car. I bought a cash, and I'm like I don't want to hand it in debt. I just want to go buy my car and get it done. Nice. That's awesome. That's I, I love I love how you're just trying things and not not being afraid of what you didn't know. Uh, one thing that you mentioned earlier is that something that gave you confidence is that you bought a pretty expensive course, but you wouldn't do it again. Why? How did you get rope into buying the course and why wouldn't you do it again? Yeah, it's a it's a very famous company, which I'm not gonna, I'm not going to mention the name, yeah, okay. but um, basically they invite you for a day, like a day seminar. They invite you then for a weekend seminar and then they literally brainwash you to say, you know, I, I spent twenty two thousand dollars and that I didn't have. Oof. But in this at this time, I was living in the condo. And then I had like six thousand dollars safe, and then I have, and then they, they, they tell you the tricks to get the credit card uh, max, uh, increase the limit so you can pay for the course. I call nine my Chase Bank, can you increase my limit? Blah blah blah. Yes. Next day, I was so into it. Since I had a scholarship, in, I studied in Puerto Rico in a Catholic uh, college, 
I didn't spend, I didn't have to pay for my old education because I was playing tennis. Um, I said, well, I didn't pay for my education, so now I'm gonna pay. So it's basically, it was like 22,000. I had a mentor for a weekend and and it was like a, like a weekend in Virginia and they teaches you, but real education shouldn't be expensive. And, and I tell everybody, like, if you spend more than a couple thousands on your education initially, right? Uh, there's something wrong about that. And and now at this level, I will spend five thousand to join a mastermind. There put people that are higher level than me, right? Well, I will spend even more, but because I want to learn, right? But right. spending twenty two thousand, but you don't have anything. And education should be either free or low cost. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to change in this industry. Like, um, the courses that I that I offer are very, very um, anybody can afford it. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm putting my uh, my uh, el, el granito de arena. How do you say that? Right. Yeah. So you're doing your part to change it, which right. is, which is right. good. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, that I hear those stories. And it's happened to me. Like I bought this crazy course right be, uh, inside the um, the pandemic, and it was crazy money that I didn't have. But of course, what do they tell you? You know, you're gonna double it. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna be there with you every step of the way. Um, of course, you know, but they get paid, right? And neither here or there, it happens. I always call it that's it, that's tuition. You're never gonna yeah. forget that money that you pay. I call it life's tuition. You never forget, like you never. You will help never. other people not pay that because it's like you feel you feel taken advantage of, and unfortunately, it happens. So, um, buyer beware. Be careful when you go to those seminars because oh especially they're free at first. Nothing is free. Okay, so for sure. All right. So you have the triplex. You have the condo. You're living for free there. What happens next? Okay, so at that point, I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm, I have to get creative here, here because I was making, I think at the time, maybe like 60,000 and I was saving a lot, but at the same time, I have a few expenses. So I'm like, I gotta get creative here. How can I buy all these properties? Because if I take all my savings, I can buy one, but that's it the whole year. And I want to grow. I have a grow mentality, so I have to partner up. And that's when everything started clicking. So I partnered and I was very creative. We can go in details if, if you want. Um, basically, I partnered with other two people. They brought the money. Uh, they basically lent me the down, the down payment money. And uh, we bought two properties. Then... Um, Then I was saving up with my own money. Um, I partnered with another person. We bought the next one. Then I was had my own savings that I bought two more. And that's how everything has evolved. I mean, it partnerships it has been, you know, be, uh, it has been a, a huge role in my career. So what I recommend to people, I'm known to be like, like the partnership like girl. Like, <laughs> and uh, but I don't consider myself a guru. I just consider myself someone that really needed it and i was gonna make it happen whether i get a good return or a bad return just with experience at the beginning um i just want to i just want to get into that partnership and i learned so much right now i only have one partnership but i learned so much about about those partnerships that i'm not afraid to jump into another one because but it has to be now more crafted to what my goals are right you know, so no that makes sense so how if you're only making sixty thousand, i know you're not paying rent but how are you able to save so fast to keep buying properties what are you doing that you're able to save so much money every every month uh i ate a lot of uh dinners i think i ate a lot of sandwich with like <laughs> just cheese and butter you know trying to save um i didn't go out that much i didn't Were travel you already much. at the time no 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 yeah, i just okay. got married last year so oh okay uh yeah we're talking about 2016 okay. 2000 beginning of 2017 so 
um, then I was just saving, saving, saving. Um, I will do, I did a wholesale deal at the beginning. Uh, I saved that money. Um, and then I will find creative ways to make money. Like for example, uh, recently, like about two years ago, three years ago, I rent apartment from one gentleman and he, I rented the apartment and then he, you know, gives me a month of rent, he offer it. And then I'm like, let's just do it. And I, I made a probably, uh, six, seven, 8,000 already just renting apartments. So like uh, for your listeners, like there's, oh, there's ways to find the down payment money. It's, you just need to find the way, like, are you good at selling stuff? Are you good at flipping couches? Are you good at, um, you know, selling your services? You, so once you find what you're good at, you can, in this country, at least you can make so much money. Right. So you were doing like, were you being a property manager for that person? Is that how you made that money for, with that guy for the apartment? Yeah. So basically, no, I was just renting. I was not a property manager. But I was renting the apartment uh, for him because he was an older folk. He did, he had like five, six apartments, triplex, four families, and he didn't want to. He doesn't want to deal with people, so he oh, said, perfect. "Why don't you find me the tenants? You okay. put it in front I'll of me." Okay. Yeah, he you put it in front of me, and I pay you one month rent. But you gotta be fast. I'm like, how fast? He says, like, well what about can you rent it in three weeks i'm like i can rent this in a weekend he's no. like what and then i'm like yeah and literally i all these places ha i haven't haven't been in the market more than three days so wow, i have my systems now i'm big on systems right now but um back then i, I just as a trial and every time that he has a vacancy he just calls me of course of course i love your instagram by the way we're gonna make sure that we put the link because you have such great content i was looking at the post about how to find great tenants i was like paying attention saving it i have like i have a whole bunch of posts that i'm saving because i know that's something that is really important you have to have good tenants and having a good screening process it's so important and where to find those tenants too. So I know my audience is going to love your Instagram because it's full awesome. of tips and funny, funny videos too. The videos are funny. Yeah. You're modest, but you have great content too. So oh, I've been checking. So thank you. I appreciate so, that. Maybe, you know, it might be that Dominican thing. Who knows? <laughs> that is so awesome. I love what you said that you can find a way to get the down payment. Cause I know that stops a lot of people and is thinking outside the box. What can I, what am I good at? Monetize that, right? And making the sacrifice, because you know, as many of our people do, right? They go to the DR all the time. Every little, every time there's a holiday, they're going back home, they're blowing all the money, and then they, they're living in two places, right? They don't live here because they live to travel there. They don't live there because they have, their, their lives are here. So. It's, it sounds like you know you're a young man, obviously younger than even now, but you had a that mindset of I'm gonna sacrifice, eat these sandwiches that are boring, right? But I have a goal, and now I read in that post that you guys could retire if you wanted to, and you guys are like babies, which is crazy. Yeah, we're 32, and she's, yeah, her birthday is Saturday, so babies. We're going away for, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. You know, at the big so two things. So for the people they're listening, and you don't have a down payment money, I'm gonna give you the easiest way to find it. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. So the first thing that you're gonna do is, I don't know if people your audience know, but you can get the FHA down payment from a family. Um, any 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 type of family even for a friend that is family well let's say let's call it family yeah. and then you you can get the whole down payment plus closing costs so let's say that you need twenty thousand dollars right or 30 whatever it is what you're gonna do is you're gonna tell the person you know rich auntie catherine can i can you lend me twenty thousand dollars well, $20,000 for somebody that's rich and really loves you is nothing. Nothing, right. So 
nothing. So I say, okay, how are you gonna pay me? Well, let me see. Let me find a deal that if I live in there, I'm saving a lot of money on cash flowing, let's say two or three hundred dollars. Well, Andy Catherine, I'm gonna pay you three hundred dollars a month until I pay you back. And every year, right? Most of the people here are W-2 employees. They get a refund. So that refund is a couple thousand dollars. So, Auntie, every year I'm going to give you $1,000, $2,000 every year until I pay you off. And I'm going to pay you with interest if you want or no interest. You know. And that's how you can do it. And I don't understand why. If people really want to do this, they will not find the excuse. Right. That's they will awful. not find the excuse. I, 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 I don't like even my students. Like, why, why you are finding the excuse? Try to solve the problem. Try to find how you're gonna make this, or try to find who's gonna help. Either how or who. Right. I'm gonna get there. So um, that's how I started. And <laughs> at the beginning, I didn't know. I didn't have an idea. But now, um, there's so much money out there. I actually have a, more money to invest from other people than, than deals. Money is not the problem now, but because right. I put the mindset that money is not the problem, that the down payment is not the problem, that the, 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 the purchase price is not the problem. Now the problem is the, the deals, the market is hot. But at the same time, if I, if I tell myself, oh, the market is too hot, I cannot find deals, if you're you're a Christian, words become flesh. Right. Yep. So when when you say that, you're you're believing a lie because there's deals out there. The thing is that you're not good at finding them. So um, when the, when I hear people that say the market is is hot, it's just like I just I just think about the market is not hot. I'm just not good enough to get deals, and that's you know that's that's the bottom line. That is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. You have to speak the things that you want to see, right? So if you're speaking negativity, well, that's what you're going to see. Like, oh, I'm not going to find a house. Well, guess what happened? You're not going to find a house. And I love what you said. You have more money than you have deals, which is so powerful. But you probably wouldn't be there if you hadn't started all those years ago. So it's that that catch-22. Like, I want to have that next level, but I, I haven't gotten started yet. Well, get started and then you, you'll you'll find or you'll have that next level, which is so powerful. So one thing that I loved about your post, other than the beautiful picture of you and your bride, which she's gorgeous, of course, is oh. that you said that at the beginning she was not into it. So let's talk a little bit about if you have a partner and you're really into real estate investing, whether or not, how did you win her over? So, uh, we met October, and then by June the next year, uh, I said I was going to uh, buy a house, your lease is over, let's just move and figure it out if this is going to work or not. <laughs> so, that's the starting. And she moved, and we started, you know, renovating the house, fixing it up. <clears throat> At the beginning... Um, she was not 100% on board because like, again, it was something, it was not because she didn't trust me, but because uh, she didn't know what was the world of real estate. Right. So, you know, and then when I said to her, yeah, you know, and I'm going to buy this one and then this one, she was like, I don't know. So uh, how are you going to do that? And, and, and it all comes with the mentality, right? Like how you grow, uh, including myself, including most of, you know, every every human here, um, when you grow in the mentality that uh, the man is an issue and you grow up, you know, with saying like, oh, you, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. Um, in our country, you know, when you're a kid and you try something new, no inventen tanto muchachos, you know what I mean? Like it, right. all that imagination, all the creativity, it's like, it's like gone. So, I little by little say, hey, you know, we're buying this property, let's go away with this with the rent money. Uh, or let's keep investing here. Or you know what? How about you know like I don't know, I bought the house at that time on my name. So I said like, you know, first couple months, 
you're she was a student grad student how about if you don't pay me like pay me rent or pay me anything she's like oh really so like you have to show yeah not with your words but with actions about little by little baby steps of what real estate can do and a lot of people a lot of um people couples don't support each other number one because of fear because of like oh what if you spend so much time fixing the property and, and, and there's no time for me right. or what if everything goes wrong how that's gonna be affect affecting us and real estate the truth is like if problems in couples don't start with real estate problems with couples start way before real estate right uh and for us you know it's been a journey she's been so supportive um love her so much she's been um all my craziness uh when i talk too much about real estate she's sports she asks questions too now but back then all the details about cash of cash return and like appreciation depreciation and like tenants and all that uh so at the beginning was a little overwhelming um when i live in that triplex for example you know she will stay a couple nights and and we will hear the second floor like screaming and and fighting and she has to go through that right and you know i think i think she got on board once she see the power of of real estate now she's like let's let's get it let's go let's let's buy more let's you know so she's so full, full of support that's awesome yeah i think you you were very wise in how you kind of broke her in and you were like you said you were showing her with actions the benefits you were sharing with her the benefits so she can kind of come to the other side which is so awesome so you have the triplex you have the condo you're buying other property because you're like a savings guru how when did you go from I'm buying these houses. When did you start thinking, okay, I'm going to get a partner because I want to do this faster. How did that come about? So that came about, I think I bought at this, at this, at that time I had the condo triplex and I think I had another property. Can't remember right now. And then I, my savings were dry. So I had no money. So now I can find either the, I mean, I have a little resource for the properties, but I don't have any money to invest. So now at this point, you can either find the excuse or find a way. Nice. So I'm like, I'm my, no excuse. I got to be here. Let's just, and then at that point, um, I tried two partnerships that didn't work out. Meaning like we didn't buy a property um, because they were not sure about the money. I was not too much. I didn't. My knowledge was not like too wise to like for these people. And then um, I met two gentlemen that I I met through the tennis business and we clicked and say they have money. And I was looking, looking, looking. There was nothing at the time. We're talking about 2019 or so. And at that time, I'm like, how how can what I, I buy the property? So. We found a, a house that we can convert it to student rental, nice. and we can go. We can dive deep because I think there's. Um, I'm going all in on student rentals right now, uh, because I think they are more the most recession proof. But at that time, it was just a house that that we had to turn in the middle of January. We closed on December 30th, so we wow. had to get it rented for January. And there's not a lot of students by January. Right. So I'm like, let's, I'm just, you know, I was again, fear. Every deal I had, there's always fear. There's always, my knees are always shaking. That never, go, that never goes away. But at that time, I just found a property, had a piece of land. It was a good deal. And thank God that I did it because our property is worth $70,000, $90,000 more. But it was cash flowing because we rented for room. And it was, I mean, it's it was such a good deal. So I think like the key to find partners is literally start talking to your inner cir circle first, um, like your friends, your family and people that have money. Like, don't unfortunately, you cannot come to to your, you know, to your brother. They have a hard time, you know, with money. 
right. and, 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 and telling them about investing. So I will start with the inner circle uh, and then I start with family first, then I'll go with friends and then I will go with people that might be interested, just networking. Right. So I think, yeah, there's so, it's, partnerships are so powerful. I mean, right now, um, I could have maybe half a million, if not more, to invest. And I don't, you know, I, I'm still finding deals. Right. That's powerful because you have, that's the other thing, you have proven yourself. You have, you have a portfolio. You've been doing this for a minute now. So now people can say, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm going to give him my money uh, because money gets money. That's just, just just the way it is. So you mentioned about student housing. How do you get into that? So um, in Connecticut and like in Massachusetts, where you are, there is yeah. there is, you know, a lot of a lot of colleges and, you know, big colleges and small colleges. And right now, what their student housing they're facing is they cannot take every single kid in their um, in, in the dorms. Okay. The student housing is, for in my opinion, the most recession-proof investment because okay. the people that are studying and going to college is way more than before. And even if there's a recession, when it, actually there's a recession, people tend to go more to college because they're afraid of their future right so so the student housing is, is a great model it's if you're going to manage yourself which i recommend start doing it for at least a year um you have there you can rent it by room so let's say where you are uh, uh how, how much like a two like a two bedroom let's say a three bedroom can rent it for Catherine. 2200 2500 a month 2500 right so yes. what is it what is the school that is the closest mary mac college what is it mary mac college mary mac mm -hmm. so if mary mac college if you can i don't you have to always look at your uh zoning right mm -hmm. but every most every mostly all uh, every every any town here will allow to four people, unrelated um, people that, to live in one unit. So if you can rent it, let's say 2,200, buy for a three bedroom. If you can rent it, that house for $800. Per person? Per person. And then th that's 2,400, right? If you can find another student, if you can put four people there, that's, that's 3200 I mean, it's so powerful. And they're still paying $800. Living in in the dorms right now, at least in Connecticut, it, it costs $16,000 a year. Wow. Sorry, not a year. From August to May. It's not even a full year. Wow, a semester. Wow. Right. So I rented to students. My students pay between $550 to $650 and I have four or five students. And that is a cash cow, not only because of that, but they also, when you rent a single family, they pay for water themselves. They pay for uh, sewer. They pay for internet, gas, electric. So as a real estate investor, you always look into how to make it more cash flow, but also how to save money with those utilities. Whether you have separate utilities or not, every investor at least will pay 200 to 250 per unit in those expenses. And I don't have those expenses. So so the return on those student housings, uh, I mean, we're talking about right now, I don't see anything less than 15, 16%. Wow, that's powerful. And one thing that you mentioned that I really liked is that you have pretty much tried every strategy in real estate investing and that's how you find out where you want to be. Because if you, just, let's say that you were scared at first, but you bought the triplex and you're like, okay, I already did that. I'm going to continue to buy triplex until I die. You wouldn't have found how to rent to students, right? But because you've done wholesaling, you have done the condo, you have a triplex, and now you're doing um, college students, you can actually diversify and try different things and not be bored to death because you're trying different things all the time. So I think it's so powerful that you try some, are trying so many different things because it will help you 
figured out what's what's cash flowing more. And like you said, if you're a real estate investor, if you have one property, you're looking at how can I get the most money out of that property? For example, I know a landlord, um, he rents a triplex and he, he gives away two parking spaces. I'm like, to each tenant. I'm like, why are you doing that? First of all, he could be give no parking spaces or give one, rent the other one. Then he gives storage yeah. for free. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah, I rent, Catherine, I rent my garages and my ha my tenants are happy that I rented to them. I rented for $125 per space and they're happy to pay. No complaints, no nothing. So, and I have rent the parking spot too. I have a triplex that there's only one parking spot because of the layout and I rent it for $100 and the tenant is happy. Of if course, there's 200. Yeah, yeah. we are in New England. You need a parking space right. because right, of all right. the snow, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh my so. God. Yeah, so please pay yeah. attention, guys. Um, you have to maximize the money that you make from your units and don't give so much away. People are used to paying. Trust me, they're paying all the places. They'll pay you too. Yeah, yeah. And you have to, a lot of people have to understand when you start this, when you start the real estate journey, um, majority of investors see this, doesn't see this as a business mm. and they feel bad about the tenants. So I don't, even they pay under market value, you know, oh, I feel bad. I'm not going to raise rent. I'm afraid that that person's going to leave. But you have bills to pay and those bills are going to go up every year, whether you want it or not. My taxes go up every year. My insurance went up every year. My contractors now, <laughs> if I want to, I have to pay them all those doubles. So when I increase rent, it's not because I want to make more money, but it's because my expense, I have to keep up with inflation. Basically, I have to keep up with my expenses. I will be happy if I can make the same money with that property every year. I will be happy. But the truth is that every expenses go up. You know, so you have to see this as a business. At the beginning, I did it. When I bought that triplex, I see this like, you know, I was too nice and all that, but I learned the hard way. I almost had to evict someone. So we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. So how do you do that? I see that people are able to get more money for their, for their units because they keep them in top shape. And when the tenants have any issues, they respond quickly and they keep the places in uh, in good condition. How do you take care? Are you self-managing now? And how do you take care of when the tenants have any issues? So I hired um, someone and she is um, amazing. She does my, shout out to Patricia when she hears this. <laughs> uh, she does all my maintenance calls. Nice. And she started doing it last year at the end of the last year and i have systems and this is systems that anybody can do and they're super easy they're not complicated i use spreadsheets still mm -hmm. i can use a high level stuff of what i don't maybe when i get to 25 30 units maybe i will but right now basically what every any tenant has an issue um any maintenance issue, then she contacts the contractor directly and she's in charge of um, the contractor fix the things. And whenever they need to get paid, then she, she let, they let me know directly, hey, you know, this, this, this. So that has been a game changer because again, the landlording is the hardest part. If you're doing rentals, it's the harder part of this business. You buy a property once, you close one, t one time, but then you manage it forever. Right. And even if you have a property management, you have to manage that property. Manager. So like it's a, it's a never ending cycle and I don't want to scare anyone, anyone, but you need to have, if you have one property, you don't need that money system. But if, once you have two, you need to start. If you don't want to go crazy, you have to start delegating more stuff. And that's when I started. I think when I was, when I had like three to four, that's when I stopped doing the work and they just delegate everything. Yeah, no, that's powerful. I love that. Um, it's smart too, because if if you can pay, for example, $50 an hour to the property manager and you can make $500 an hour 
it's worth it to you to pay 50 so you can have be free to make 500 so sometimes we get so greedy right but it's just thinking of how much is my time worth versus me employing somebody else to help me out so that that's really powerful i uh the time has gone by so fast i don't want to leave anything out are there any deals that you know you definitely know we have to talk about any strategies that you know are going to help people that are new in the real estate investing space any okay so do you want to talk about any particular deal that i have yeah so what, okay yeah sure like any deal that you're the most proud of or that like or one that gave you the most trouble you can choose all right um i'm gonna talk about okay i'm gonna talk about this one so this is i'm doing i'm talking about this so people can be hopefully hopefully inspired so i in the middle of the pandemic it was may 2019 the pandemic just literally hit everybody was freaking out uh i had a a house that we needed cash we needed 150,000 cash it was a duplex the house was worth all fixed up around 200. At that time, I didn't have all the cash. It was a wholesale deal. And every investor, there was 10 investors that passed on the house. Wow. Number one, because it was an 1850 house. And number two, because it had some foundation issues. So I didn't see this house. I sent my contractor he says, he said, dude, he was Latino. He's like, dude, 5,000, I can fix this problem. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. But we need the money. So at that time, I, I had a friend that told me, yeah, if you have any deal, just let me know. She sourced the down payment, which is the 100. We end up paying 144000 We negotiated a little bit. Um, we got in the contract. We put about, four, uh, let's say, 50000 And I just sold that property two, two months ago for three hundred and ten. Wow. So we made 120. But not only 120 plus the cash flow, it was cash flowing $1,000 a month. Wow. Um, and it was cash flowing more than that because we didn't have a loan. Then we put a loan. I recoup all my money. So the renovation was split 50 50. So you got to get creative. She put okay. the money, right? Okay. The renovations was split 50 50. That's fair. Right, that's fair. So we put twenty-five each, and then um, we we did it. And again, at the beginning, when I had that property, a lot of people get the property but don't know how do they gonna act. And just ask, like ask people, like, do you have the money? Do you? What's the worst that could happen? Well, you don't you don't you don't find anything, and then you don't. But you gotta try. You gotta try. So because of that, right now we're doing a ten thirty-one exchange. Nice which is um, for the people that don't know, it's basically the government's telling you, hey, you can do this thing where you can defer the taxes. You don't have, it's not that you're not paying taxes, it's just deferring. The only thing that you have to do is you have to buy something that is more than the proper, the amount that you sold for. And there's some rules. Right. So now we're almost on the contract for two properties, hopefully, that is gonna cash flow 2,500 instead of 1,000. Wow. In this hot market. So like I just I just get creative and, and I think again I'm telling you this because I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was afraid. I mean imagine your friend putting 144,000 and something going wrong. But the numbers are numbers. And if I said and I was they had it was clear expectations that everything something can go wrong, at least we can rent it out and wait a couple of years. Right. And we waited two years and she was aware of that. The expectations was clear, but we were receiving that cash flow. Nobody knew that this it was going to be this hot, a hot market like this. But the numbers at the time that we bought it were exactly. made sense. Yeah. So we were all in for 190 and the property was worth 200. We had $10,000 in equity and we have cash flow coming in. So. I, I want I want to invite people to think again like that. You know, what what's the worst that could happen? I don't see the market going, we can talk about the market if you want, but I don't see the market going 
south anytime soon. Right. And I love the fact that you listen to, to your contractor. Also, you have worked with him before. So if he told you he can fix it for five grand, he had some equity, right? And the work that he had done before. So if he said he could do it, you trusted that. And with that inside information, you were able to make this deal work where the other people didn't probably didn't have a con that contractor, right? Which is a good thing. Or they, many people get scared of foundation issues because they can be worth a lot of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's good. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And the thing with the market is people have to live somewhere, right? And the market only is bad if it goes down, if you have to sell. You could just wait it out. It always goes back up anyway. I mean, that's that's my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm still buying and I'm actually going hard because I think the market still going up this year. Um, I don't think it's going to go crazy as the last couple years. I think it's going to go more normal. Like I think we saw like a 15, 20, 25% growth. I think we're going to see maybe 10 or so, something like that, which is still a lot yep. in New England. At least if it goes three to 4%, we're good. Right. Yes. So uh, every year. Right. So I don't see the market. So I'm buying the property and I'm betting uh, more on cash flow right now because that's what we're looking for me yep. and my partner. But also, you know, you can have also equity. Like you can have, like right now, I'm, I'm trying to have some equity, but if I don't, I, I at least have the cash flow as a cushion. And can I wait three years making $2,500, uh, uh, you know, on these two properties? Absolutely. You know, so I think the problem the investors make is betting on appreciation and then breaking even when they know they're not receiving any income on the side that, that's that's a lot of people got burned back in 2007 eight. they were betting on appreciation but um right I, appreciation is a bonus for me absolutely um, that yeah that's how i see it as well so let me ask you this inappropriate question how long has it been since you started is it seven six seven years Five years, five years and three months. Also. Five years. And how many units well, do you have? Um, so right now, 14 closing on a triplex on Wednesday. Wow. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. actually, we're living to Costa Rica, me and my wife, because of real estate. Um, help, help a lot too. Um, and then, so, and then with a 1031 exchange, we're looking to buy three to four more units. So I don't know, maybe I will end up in the 20 by the end of the year. That and again, I, I don't, I don't look at unit count. I look at cash flow. And if I don't, if I cannot get four or $500 per unit in cash flow, I don't even look. Or I see what the, potential because i'm buying this triplex and i'm closing on wednesday and the cash was like 500 now but once it's all fixed up market rent is up that is, is going to be 1500 right so that's what i'm looking for the cash flow not the unit count i could have i could buy apartment buildings i have you know we have the funding with my partners and all that but the cash flow that i'm seeing is like 150 dollars per unit and for me that doesn't make sense to manage 50 units and cash flowing like that, you know? Right, right. No, I, yeah. The reason why I asked that question is because you told me you, you're 32. We're about to become, to be, to become 32. You started five years and three months and you have 14 plus properties and you could retire if you wanted to. It's, it's an, it's almost like to me, a no brainer. I wish that I known about real estate investing when I was, you know, way younger because not, I mean, I'm still youngish, but the, the amount of progress that you can make when you get started and it's just like it builds, it's almost like Legos, like the more property you buy, the, the, the higher you go and the faster you go. So I just wanted to paint that picture to the listeners or the ones that are watching because getting started is the name of the game and then just keep going. That's right. I, 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 I hear some people saying like, oh, I want to 
I want to scale and I want to have an empire and this portfolio and all that. And I'm like, how many properties do you own? I'm like, uh, none. And I'm like, like, focus on the one, like baby steps. Like you don't have to, a lot of people also suffer from so FOMO. Like they see, especially in the, this world where like they see me on oh, 14 units. Oh, I want 14 units. I want 20 units. Like right. I don't compare the, the, the closest road to being depressed and unhappy is, is compared yourself to others. And like what I can do to provide for my family, for not only my wife, but my parents, my sisters, that legacy and that legacy that I can teach others, because I love teaching others, that for me is wealth, you know? So I don't have to be as big as some people's bigger pockets and all these podcasts. I have to be big as, as how, however much I want to be big. Like, so I focus on, again, cash flow and, and managing myself. I'm working on something that I cannot say right now, but that is going to be beneficial for thousands of people. So right now I am me and I'm comparing to who I was yesterday, not who I see and admire, you know. That is so powerful. I I think you free a lot of people right now, especially people that are brand new and trying to be like somebody else. They don't know the headaches. They don't know the sacrifice the family has to make for that person to be gone all the time. And that's okay for them, but if you want quality of life, then that's that's not gonna work. So I love the fact that you share. You have to compare yourself with yourself and choose the the quality of life that you want to have. That that I think is one of the biggest nuggets for sure. So let me ask you this: I know you're working on some things that you cannot share, but what have you learned about real estate investing now that you wish you had known when you first got started? I think that um, I would have bought more properties. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, if I if I wouldn't know the market is gonna be this hot, uh, I would have tell myself to not that education doesn't have to be expensive. I would have I would have tell myself that um, don't spend on things that are not assets, mm. like car payments, which I think everybody should pay their own car cash but that's just my opinion right um i would say be, live below your means uh until you can afford what you want to have there's you know I, i will tell myself that i i made some poor decisions but live or not you you talk to me like oh i'm a finance guru but <laughs> i bought cars that i shouldn't bought and i did i spend money on things that i shouldn't spend and I learned, so I will tell myself all that. I'll say that's powerful. Yeah, I think I think those are those are great things to learn for sure. So, where can people learn more about you? Where can they find out? Become one of your students? Um, get to consume your content? Where can they go to get more information from you? So, I'm mostly on Instagram. My Instagram is Andres A N D R E S Bernal, but instead of with an L at the end, it's a one. So it's B-E-R-N-A-1. Or they can find me on Facebook, uh, which is Andres Bernal. And uh, yeah, Instagram and Facebook, but mostly Instagram. I'm, I'm betting more on Instagram this day. So I yeah, put most of my content there, yeah, on Instagram than Facebook. So. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure to put that information in the show notes because um, I know that they're going to benefit from all the content that you're sharing. I want to thank you for your time. I appreciate what you're doing for inspiring me and inspiring all the people that are watching that post. Um, and I'll, I'll put the link, uh, a link to, to the show notes uh, on the show notes as well, because it was really inspiring what you share. And it was not braggy at all. It was just inspirational. Like, this is what I have been able to do with my wife and, and how happy you are doing it your way. So I just wanted to to congratulate you and encourage you to continue you. on sharing your story with we're doing our part and we'll definitely share with as much as we can because I know there are other young people and maybe not so young like me that are getting started and want to and wanna follow in your footsteps or at least learn from what you're doing. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I have to say two things. So 
Honestly, you 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 look very young. You you joke about like oh, I'm not that young, but you look young. Uh, and number two, um, well, thank you, thank you so much for this interview. I really appreciate. I hope um, a lot of people can share this. A lot of people can take this with them, and I when we can reach as many as possible. And thank you for you know taking this the bravery to start a podcast about real estate. It's, takes a lot of courage i give you a lot of credit for that and uh i hope you get a million followers this year i appreciate that i received that thank you so so much and i know that hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast after you can tell us the thing that you're gonna tell us about so. yeah yeah I, i will announce it on my instagram so everybody follow uh, yes yes absolutely yeah absolutely so thank you so much for tonight so i appreciate you and we'll see you soon thank you <laughs>